This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The pocket that you know. The NBA draft is in the books, and it was a kind of busy night for the Sacramento Kings, moving some stuff around. They came into tonight with the 24th pick in the draft. You're wondering, what are they going to do? Are they going to take a big swing? Stack draft. Find someone that can help yes. win now. Could it be Chris Murray? Trace Jackson Davis. Well, at the 23rd pick, Portland takes Chris Murray. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, could they go Leonard Miller here? No, 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 <laughs> no. They trade the pick. They trade the 24th pick along with Rashawn Holmes to the Dallas Mavericks for pretty much cap space. And it yes. looks like you're going to have upwards of $30 million in cap space this offseason. You know, it's always tough when you got to package a first-round pick with a player yeah. to get rid of that player. And Rashawn's deal is not terrible, but... When he makes $12 million this year, has an option for 12 the next year, has been unproductive, especially last year, just not in the Kings rotation. Right. It's tough to clear that space, and they decide to use their 24th pick in the draft to do it. And now, to me, it's all about, all right, how do they use this space? Like, what are they going to do in free agency? I think the first thing that comes to mind is, is it Kyle Kuzma? Is <laughs> yeah. it maybe a Jeremy Grant, depending on what the Blazers choose as a path with all the Dame Lillard drama going. Oh but that's what they decided to do with that, that that first round pick, package it, and send Rashawn to Dallas. Yeah, and I think my first thought was, wow, what are we doing? It's a stacked draft. I mean, There's some you, depth here. Yeah, yeah. can you find a player? Get something that yeah. was going to work? And then it went straight to, okay, salary dump. Now, once my mind took that journey to salary dump, I go, ooh, okay, they're looking for an already established player in free agency. And you're looking at the Sacramento Kings and their reputation around the league. And it feels more um, optimistic on on who they could possibly get to come to Sacramento. Which hasn't been the case in years. Like you're not a free agent draw. And I think that's probably the concern. This, This one to me is like, well, let's wait and see what they do in a free agency. There we go. There's some talk that Sabonis extension could be coming there's even some talk about Harrison Barnes yes. coming back. But, like, those, you don't have to clear cap space to do that. Those are your guys you can bring back. I'm more curious, like, how do they use this money to go get a guy? And do they have the capability to go get? I know the capability, but does Kyle Kuzma have the want to be in Sacramento and play here? And is that the player you want to use your cap space on? Without uh, overpaying. Jeremy Grant is a guy I like a lot. I know he's 29 years old. His situation, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about the Blazers because they draft Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray. Like, what's Dame want? I feel like they're going down a different path. Maybe Jeremy Grant goes, I'll just go somewhere where I can get paid and win. I go, that guy's a perfect fit. He can defend multiple positions. He's long. He can get buckets. He's a vet. But I do like Kyle Kuzma a lot, too. I think the Kings are going to have some options. So, to me, 
this move is like a wait and see. It's just going to be tough if you do miss out on those guys. And you go, I got this cap space, and I hate just using cap space to use cap space. Now, another thing with cap space we should mention, yeah. it allows you to make a trade to take on a player. You can yes. absorb a player's contract. So it gives you some flexibility there. But I think all of Kings fans are waiting to see what the hell that this look looks like in and, a couple weeks. And that's what that's where we're at. Yeah. The wait and see situation right now with that cap space. Um, but going back to that whole situation, because I do want to just give Rashawn Holmes some love. Um, I Man. think he can still add to... A I lot do too. of squads in this league. I do too. There's value to his game, especially in the pick and roll, especially with that push shot. You think about now uh, him and Luca together, maybe in that pick and roll, what that could mean for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm just excited that he will get back on the floor, get some NBA minutes again, because he's such a good guy. He kept his head up all season long. And so uh, for the Kings to do that and package him with the first round pick, I'm happy that it's done yeah. and that now he will be in a different home. And Dallas needs some size. Yeah. You know, they take Derek Lively with the 12th pick, but you know, yes. he's raw. I imagine Rashawn's going to get an opportunity and you're right. Could he find himself again as a player in the yes. league and, and be a rotational piece. It's weird how his career path went in Sacramento. Like he had an incredible chemistry with Tyrese Halliburton here in the contract extension. You're right. That push shot, dude, that was like unbelievable. It was unstoppable. But I think about, he had the eye injury. He had some off court, like family mm -hmm. stuff going on. There's just a lot going on. And then they made, they trade Halliburton who was like, he was super connected. Person. With. And then the, the, in the trade, they, Trade for a guy who plays his position, who's an all-star, and Demonis Sabonis. Mm. Dude, that's a lot to process and to deal with. And then I, I just felt like he could never find Mike Brown's trust in Sacramento. Yeah. So I credit the Kings for putting him in a spot where he gets an opportunity. Agreed. Because Sean's just a great guy, dude. This guy's grinding the league. I'm always going to be a fan of him because I, I just look at him as a, as a guy that appreciated the city appreciated the fans much respect to Rashawn Holmes so now during our entire NBA draft watch party we're obviously live with some yeah. of our draft gurus Pranil and Bryant and they were very disappointed in that moment they said okay well maybe if the Kings with their second round pick get Leonard Miller then we will be happy we will be okay yeah uh, that wasn't the case but they did draft somebody yeah and they had the so the situation for the Kings in the second round is they had the 38th pick. Oh, yes. They end up trading up four spots with Boston. Uh -huh. So they trade 38 and a future second round pick to move to 34. Unfortunately, their guy, Bryant and Pernil's guy, Leonard Miller, goes 33 to Minnesota who traded up to, to get him. The Kings take Colby Jones out of Xavier. Man, I, I'll tell you, reading about him. He's... Perfect seeing his for game, Sacramento? you're like, oh, this guy's a winner. <laughs> this guy's a dog. Six five, six eight wingspan, likes to defend. Yep. And Sam Vecini had him ranked 27th overall in his mock draft. First rounder. The Ringer KOC had him 29th overall. Wow. And they both like complimented what he's capable of at the next level. I'm going to read a couple of things. Okay. 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 First from KOC. Calls him a team player with NBA-ready qualities as a connective piece on offense and a versatile defender. Okay. Talks about his high IQ. Some of the pluses for him, his float game, pull-up threat, catch-and-shoot threat, and got the dog in him. I love that. 
Soft touch up, it's soft touch on layups, floaters, and post hooks. Though his shooting numbers have been slow to develop, these are positive indicators of improvement. He's ready to contribute attacking closeouts, rumbling toward the rim, off handoffs, or running some pick and rolls. Intelligent player with a team concept, he keeps the ball moving, relocates to get himself open, and makes attentive cuts to the basket. That in that right there, yeah. when you want to talk about the Kings offense, the freedom to it with all these different actions, and you think about a guy that's a willing cutter and has that motor to move without the basketball. That is Colby Jones, and he understands the timing because he is a high IQ player. Um, he can also, you know, make the shot and from the outside on catch and shoot threes, forty three percent last season. Uh, I'm really excited about this as well because I know he's six six is what they're saying. But then I saw something that he's like six four without shoes on, which I always think. Well, is it's good so good news. You don't play the game without shoes on. You don't. Yeah, you yeah. play Breaking with shoes news. on. So he is going to be six six out there on the floor. Uh, we saw some photos that were posted out about him after NBA body. The guy's ripped. The guy That's is it. strong. He looks great. The other thing that. KOC talked about was he's a relentless defender who doesn't let his offense dictate his effort. He flourishes dodging screens to stick to opponents, chasing down every rebounding opportunity, thriving as a roamer off ball. He doesn't back down no matter how often he gets hit in the face, which seemingly happens every game happens with his teammate. So he spends three years playing college. He's 21 years old last year, averaged 15 points a game. Nearly six rebounds a game, 4.4 assists on 51% shooting and just under 38% from three. The free throw shooting, not great, 65%. So that's something to watch. But go back to those rebounds. Yeah. So he also crashes the glass, right? Like someone that's willing to move around, that will play on both ends of the floor, but that will also be flying in there, grabbing some boards. So I just look at him as a guy that could fit in right away. I mean, wait, you're going to move off ball. You're going to play with the ball. You're going to cut. You're going to be aggressive defensively. Decent wingspan NBA for a 6'6 six, six guy. NBA body, yes. he's strong. I just feel like he can play right away. And you go, what's his role? Well, you know, there's opportunity here. Like, this offseason is long. You don't mm -hmm. know what else can happen. But Terrence Davis could be gone. You know, is he end up being that, like, backup ball handler instead of Davion Mitchell? You know, he's been compared a little bit to Malcolm Brogdon in a way. Uh, some people have said shades of Derek White and Josh Hart. Either way, I just look at this guy and go, oh, he's like a winning player. And when you've got guys with a winning mentality who want to get out there, defend, share the ball, to me, I feel like he sounds like a perfect fit for the Sacramento Kings, and you get him with the 34th pick overall. And that's what's so interesting, too, when you look at the second round of the NBA draft and with the new CBA, you go, oh, okay, maybe a lot of these guys are going to be... Um, On the two-way contract? Thank maybe. you. They have three like, two-way spots, yeah. That's my point. So in... It doesn't feel like Colby Jones is going to be one of those guys with his NBA-ready qualities, everything that we already uh, have talked about. So I'm excited to have someone with the Sacramento Kings that can actually find a way into the rotation. Also, there's going to be adjustments to what the rotation is now yeah. with some of these guards. So. He seems like a guy that could fit. I'm excited to see him in summer league, playing the California Classic, playing Vegas. So during our live stream, we had Bryant West on, who does amazing work for the Kings Herald mm -hmm. as their draft analyst. 
And we had Perniel on, who we have come to know over the years. He's now 17 years old. He's going to work in an NBA front office yes. someday. He did a huge big board for the NBA draft. Incredible stuff. And they are obsessed with the draft. Mm -hmm. So we figured we'd share some of their insights. And they were super excited when the Kings got Colby Jones from Xavier. We got an update. We got an update that impacts the Sacramento Kings. Oh, we saw that Boston at 34 selected Colby Jones. Well, they are trading him to the Kings for number 38 oh, yeah. and a future second rounder. You, these draft nerds here are getting pumped up. I can't wait to hear why. Oh, uh, Kings just snagged one of the more versatile role players left in this draft class. I mean, it, he's got a strong combination of the dribble pass shoot skills on offense and real strong awareness and physicality on defense. Like that Musketeers team had one of the best half court offenses in the country. And he initiated that offense as much as anybody. And at six, six, like he reads the floor. Well, he can play on and off the ball with no issue. Uh, made big improvements as a shooter at his time in Xavier and on defense. He regularly handled smaller guards and bigger wings. I think he's going to be a big boon to their perimeter defense and on the offensive end. That uh, excellent pick in the second round. Wow. Yeah, and um, I honestly to add on what add on with what Brian said. Um, Kobe Jones was like it fits the Monty McNair mold. Monty McNair mold as we're talking about, like a older, smart, productive college guy that can fit in and make an impact right away. And like when it comes with his ability to do so many different things on the basketball court, um, I had him around 27, I think on my big board, but like he's fantastic as an initiator, very good playmaker. He's a smart player shot 62% at the rim this year. So he's a good rim finisher. His on-ball defense is sound. He's a smart, as I said, again, smart player doesn't gamble too much. He's sound on both sides of the court and his three point percentage increase was big. He shot 37% from three. Um, Overall, I really do like this pick. I think that he can come in and impact right away off the bench as like a two, three sort of role and be a great backup, like backup wing sort of player. And um, honestly, this, this was a fantastic second round pick. I, I was honestly expecting us to go more of the big man route, but like, I'm absolutely content with this. This is a fantastic pick. You mentioned his shooting. Sam Vecini wrote in his draft preview that Jones has real potential to shoot. He hasn't been the most willing or consistent shooter over the course of his career. As Perniel mentioned, made 37% from three this past season, including 43% on his catch and shoot threes. Still, he only took about three threes per game. Uh, and uh, the year prior, he had made 32% from uh, catch uh, from three on catch and shoot threes. So, um, what do you think about them trading a future second, the thirty eighth pick, and a future second round? Is that good value? You think? Yeah, yes. uh, honestly, th this was a guy who I thought could have gone at twenty four. So wow, to me getting him at thirty four, if you have to trade a second, future second to make sure that you get him, he's going to really help this team's depth uh, at the two three position. Yeah, I had I had Colby Jones as a first round talent, and like. Trading up a second round pick, that's absolutely fine if you're getting out a guy that I consider a first round talent. I mean, um, as I've said again, he would be fantastic for this team's offense as like a ball mover, as like a playmaker, as just overall being that toggling between the on ball and the off ball. And overall, this was a fantastic second round pick. You got an impact guy that I think can make contribution from day one. Are you guys more intrigued with his? ability on the offensive end to move without the basketball, you know, especially in this Kings 
free offense or are you more excited about what he can provide as a wing defender especially being able to guard some of the bigger wings all of it all of it it. honestly what i loved most about them about watching um xavier is they had such a fluid excellent half-court offense they ran some real nba stuff and half of the reason that they were able to do that so efficiently was because Colby transitioned so seamlessly from being an off-ball shooter to an on-ball guy who could initiate the offense. Getting Colby Jones in as that primary or secondary playmaker off the bench and then slide in with the starters as necessary and his ability to defend the wing and guards at a high level, this is a this is a great selection for Sacramento some much needed depth on both sides of the court yeah and I think that I think something that might go under a little bit under the radar is like what we're going to do with maybe Davion Mitchell if we really like Colby Jones is like the backup guard sort of position because like we are starting to pick up a lot of guard forward type of guys in that overall that can play make defend a little bit but that's something that I think we should keep a lookout on but to answer your question I do think that, like, I, I think that everything Colby does is a fantastic fit for what we do. But more so that, I like what he can do on offense more uh, as a fit for our motion scheme, considering that he can toggle between handling the ball and not handling the ball. He cuts without the basketball. He's a good mover. He can shoot on the catch. He can uh, pass for teammates. He can run even the pick and roll with Domas. We start doing that a little bit more. He does so many things on the offense side of the ball. He can finish at the rim, as I said before. Like, the entire package that he has as an offensive player, everything he does, and his maturity at, like, I think he's 21 years old, 20 years old, three-year college guy, that entire package is something that really intrigues me as a guy that can, like, contribute from the get-go. And it's it's... It's something that I'm, I'm really excited to see, and I hope that – I think that he can be a rotational guy from day one. We're going to get to the rest and drafts in just a second, but we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our buddy Sean Stanfield over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Sean and his team can make sure you get the house of your dreams. If you're looking for a house, it could be a hard process. You can't afford to buy one. That, yeah, that's how people ask the question. What's the other question they ask? Does it make sense to do it now? Yeah, and, and they ask just like that. So instead of know. asking us like that, please just go ask Sean Stanfield, yes. please, because he'll answer you no matter what you sound like. His team over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield, guaranteed rate. They can walk through walk you through the process and make sure it's an easy one. He's helped many of our podcast listeners with the process. So hit him up today at his website. I mentioned rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can also call or text him at 916-276-7563. 916-276-7563. That's equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends over at Guarantee. Right. Guarantee. Right. We're also presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. Oh, she's writing another book right now. She is a crazy late T. Let me tell you, I've read so many of her books now, and I am addicted to them. And at first, I was always like, oh, why am I going to read my mom's books? Like, I'm not going to like them. It's my mother's writing. Um, sh- Millions of people have read her books. And so I millions. Said, and millions. And so finally, I said, okay, I'll go and read them. It's the off season. Why not? It's been the best summer read. If you're looking for a good summer read, a thriller, a scary-ass thriller, go check out trreagan.com. You can see all of her books there, or just search on amazon.com, trreagan.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the Kings also had the 54th pick of the NBA draft, and Trace Jackson Davis was on the board. Some people want him at 24. Yeah. And people are like, could he be there at 38? Well, he was on the board at 54. He ends up being passed over by the Kings. Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis ends up being with the Golden State Warriors. Now, the Kings select Jalen Slauson from Furman. This guy spent five years playing college basketball at Furman. 24 going into his first NBA season. Like, if this guy can't play, like, it's not like, oh, hey, he's he's got a lot of room to grow. I mean, he's, he's got to be mature right now. And from what it sounds like, he probably is. He's six seven and uh, has a long the wingspan. Yes. Six, almost a, I mean, almost a seven foot wingspan. Six eleven uh. and three quarters. I want to read Sam Vecini's breakdown of okay. him. Because we're talking about a guy who played at Furman. We're not breaking down Furman, all right? Uh, and I want to read you Bobby Gerald. Bobby Gerald, G-Man's son, the voice of the Kings, mm-hmm. he pays attention to the, the, the NBA draft like no other. Like, he watches all of this stuff. His breakdown before the draft on Jalen Slauson, who the Kings got, 6'7", 6'11", three-quarter wingspan. He writes, in our opinion... I'm getting choked up thinking oh, about oh. it. We did a five-hour stream. I'm losing my voice, I think. Well, take a sip yeah, of yeah, water yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's good you can, so you can read in Hoop's Obsession's opinion. In our opinion, he writes, Slauson is the most overlooked player in this draft. Whoa. He's a versatile forward that plays defense well and is improving as a wing shooter. He wonders, I don't know if people are dwelling on his seemingly below average running and jumping ability, 33-inch max vert. Slauson averaged 15.6 points, 7 rebounds, 3.2 assists last year, shot 39% from three-point range, 77.5% from the free throw line. He mentions his wingspan, won the SOCON Defensive Player of the Year. He's right-handed and definitely not left-handed, according to many people. There you go. He wrote before the draft, we doubt Slauson will be drafted. In our opinion, that will prove to be the worst decision of the 2023 Whoa. draft if it happens. Slauson is a player. He has positional size. He shoots it. He defends. He shares. Mm. We view him as a potential top-tier small forward in the NBA. Look, that's some high praise there. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't mean Bobby's right, but he pays attention. Uh-huh. That's a lot of love for Jalen Slauson. And he's not the only one giving him love either. 
Yeah. And that's what I love because obviously when you start to see a guy, then you start going to some of their mixtapes, some of their highlights. But I think one of my favorite things so far about everything that Bobby Gerald said and then what I've seen from Slauson is how he seems to really be that high IQ player that everyone talks about. His ability to defend the corner but then rotate over to still come over and try and protect the rim like he's just a smart guy that understands his timing um i love what bobby had to say about him and then later in the draft we're hanging with perneal and we find out that the kings land jalen slauson which attracted one of our discord guys who knows jalen slauson's game a lot showtime they give us a breakdown of what they have seen from his game um, Jalen Slauson's awesome. And I mean, Ooh. when you look at like, um, he, he played for, oh, I forgot how to say their name, but like they were the team that beat Virginia Tech, um, uh, Virginia Tech in the, as the fourth, uh, 13 seed. Um, I think it's like Fordham. I forgot oh, their exact Furman. name. Furman. 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 Yeah. Furman. And he's a fantastic forward. Um, very good defensively, uh, solid defensive prospect. Good, good passing flashes. He's a good shooter. I really like him as like a upside swing. Um, he played incredibly well in that game. And um, I really like him as a guy that can impact winning. And once again, fits the Monty McNair mold. Older guy, impacted winning, high IQ player. And I mean, it, it's just, it's, it, it's, 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 I like the swing. I think that he can be a guy that we can develop. We haven't had like, we don't have many wing forward prospects that we have in the rafters looking to develop. It's been a lot of bigs and a lot of guards. So I really like this as adding working around the fridges and like good defender, improving shooter. I like the passing ability. So overall solid pick. Let's bring in our guy Showtime. He's been locked into the draft. He's locked into college basketball as well. Showtime, what, what do you see in Jalen Slauson and how he could fit with the Kings? First off, I love Colby Jones. Would have taken him at 24. Getting him where we got him. Moving on for Sean, I feel like we might be we might have just drafted Davion's replacement potentially, maybe, maybe we get OG. I don't want to get my hopes up. Jalen Slauson though, you know I love Tosan. They're very much similar. Um, Furman, Princeton, they run a lot of five out. The bigs, the initiator, similar to Sack, where we're running the DHOs on the perimeter. It, I love it. I said it the other day in the Discord. If it wasn't Tosan, I'd I would be fine with Slauson. The only issue with him is similar to TJD, he's very one-handed. He doesn't really have a left hand. And the, the shooting has been a question mark at times. He did shoot it really well this year. He had a really good game in the tournament, though, um, against Virginia. Crazy, crazy game winner and whatnot. But I like Slauson. Um, yeah. Well, Showtime, you mentioned what he does offensively and his fit for this Kings offense based on where he played college at Furman and the offense they used but Sam Vazzini was going on about his defense, too. What do you see in that regard defensively? I mean, I think it's every draft guy's favorite word, but wingspan. Um, it definitely helps when you're only 6'7", and you kind of play like an undersized five at times, being being at the, the mid-major level at Furman. I think he moves real well, though. And I think, in a way, Trey Lyles isn't really like a playmaker per se, but to have a guy at Trey Lyles' height that say, you need to go small ball, but you need somebody to initiate, which Zach didn't really have that guy this year. That's why I love Tosan so much, but to have a guy that can do that. And then on the, the opposite end, 
we can we can switch pick and rolls and the ver- I mean versatility is such a big word in today's game. Yes. Based on what you've seen out of his game and his age, it's not like he's like a super young prospect, right? He's gonna be twenty four. He's, he's gonna be twenty. Well, he's twenty three. He's going to be twenty four. He'll be twenty four by the time the season gets yeah. underway. Is he a guy that can contribute right away? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I think that all depends on Sasha and and if Trey Lyles are back. And what now that Rashawn's gone, I really don't know who our backup center is. Um, I like Slauson to play some minutes at the five, but I would prefer somebody else. Maybe not year one, but I definitely think he will. I think he'll grasp um, Sack's offense and the, the style that Jay Triano and the staff want to run uh, a lot quicker than a lot of other guys that, that could have been drafted. Sam Vecini, who covers the NBA draft for the Athletic, does probably the most comprehensive draft guide you will ever read. This guy dives into details. Uh, we're talking about parents, where they were. I mean, it's pretty intense. <laughs> Social want, security numbers. But for a guy, he had ranked 56 in his draft rundown. Yeah. He has a ton of information on this guy, and I wanted to share some of his strengths with everybody out there, especially people who maybe don't subscribe to The Athletic. He's talking about how he is 6'7", mm-hmm. six foot, 11, three-quarter wingspan, eight foot 10 standing reach which he believes should allow him to slide down to the four in the nba says he's a good vertical athlete he's a bit more pop functionally than his raw testing numbers would indicate he said he was a consistent dunking presence all over the socon posting 49 dunks on the season talked about how he's a functional athlete vertically because of his ability to really jump off one foot he says he is best right now on defense where his instincts and his anticipation are superb. A great team defender. Excellent shot blocker on the basket as a weak side help man. Great at rotating across the play and making his presence felt down there. Has good cleanup instincts for when his teammates get beat. Very timely. Knows when and where he must be in a spot to use his length and bounce. Reads the play early. Always on time, closing out his man. Knows when to go for steals to try to transition defense to offense. Communicates well in the mm. defensive end. Just a sharp player you can rely on. Think Slauson's also a good on-ball defender as a player who might be able to switch two through four at the NBA level. Love. That's Love. high praise. It's high praise, especially when you're talking about him defensively and what he's capable of doing, but being a smart defender, uh, being in the right place at the right time, being able to meet guys at the rim, but also being able to come out on guys. And that's the other thing that I saw too, is that some bigger guys would try and post up on him, but he can hold his own as well. So even if he is a little undersized when he's... But that length helps. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Love that. Uh, a couple of notes offensively we should point out about Slauson. He's best right now as a passer and a playmaker. He notes that sometimes he'd lead the break after grabbing a rebound. That's like Sabonis does on those bust outs we talk about so often. And he can push it, yeah. Other times, Furman used him as a trailing point forward to initiate their offense and get sets going. Oh, yeah. You think about the Kings searching like for additional playmakers yeah. with some size. Well, it sounds like he may check some of those boxes if he's ready to go. Vecini mentions he dished out 3.2 assists per game after averaging 3.7 the year before. Mm. Um, he said Slauson was tremendous at reading 45 cutters and baseline cutters from the top of the key. Also would use his eyes and ball fakes to manipulate the defense to try to get defenders going one way or another. Finally, he really likes Slauson as a general play finisher. Was an absurd finisher in the SOCON where nobody could match his athleticism. Made 
0.2% of his attempts at the rim overall in the league and even made 70% of his half-court attempts power leaper. Okay. So his summary, to sum mm-hmm. it all up, okay. Sloss is a guy I'm intrigued by on a two-way contract because I think he just really knows how to play and plays a significant position of value. It might take Sloss and a minute to get to the NBA, but my guess is that pathway would be easier due to the advent of the two-way contract. He still has a lot to work on, to do on his shot. He needs to develop that left hand, but I like Slauson's instincts. I love how functional his athleticism is. This is a priority two-way player for me, even if the flaws can't quite get me to the full-scale guarantee. That's fine. So, a lot heavy breakdown on Jalen yes. Slauson there from Sam Vecini, but some insight on him, and you go, okay, like, you take a chance like that at, 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 with the 54th pick, maybe give him a two-way deal? Sure. Yeah, you dump salary. You We've already talked about everything Colby Jones can do and what he's capable of just as a smart player and um, having some of those NBA-ready characteristics. And then you just go <laughs> deep into the draft to Jalen Slauson, who truly, with he, reading all these things yeah. about him, you go, this is perfect for the Sacramento Kings, even if it means a two-way contract. Sure. Like, li- like, obviously, we don't know how his game's going to translate as a 24-year-old but in another the NBA guy, I'm right like, now. Can't wait to see in Summer League. That's like, what I'm what's saying. What's he look like? So, yeah, you take some swings there, especially at that 54 spot. I'm intrigued to see what he looks like. Yep. If, if he can live up to Bobby Gerald's potential, that would be crazy. And Bobby Gerald should get hired for like a front office job if he's right on that. Like, you know, with his breakdown, that'd be pretty crazy. So the draft is in the book for the books for the Kings. Next up is free agency. A couple of things I wanted to bring up real fast before we end this. And we're going to have a ton of coverage podcast wise coming up for people. Rashawn Holmes gone. That's a, center off your roster. Mm-hmm. Namiya Keita in flux. Yep. That's a big on your roster. Alex Lena, free agent. Chemeze Metu, another guy with size. Trey Lyles. There's a lot of change here. And then you go deeper with like Harrison Barnes. But I'm talking more at the back of five spot. Yeah. They never trusted any of these guys, it seemed like, for the most part. I'm very curious to see what route they take headed into free agency to address the backup five spot. Yeah. It, I mean, hey, we said at the beginning of this, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, another draft night is in the books. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much for supporting us. Just know we are going to be dropping so much content, a ton of podcasting ahead with post-draft coverage, summer league, free agency. We don't stop. Make sure if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Yeah, why not? We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.